The first telltale sign was the Lexus. It's an expensive car. It cost a cool 45 lakh rupees back then. The car and the chauffeur inside it stood out in front of the State Bank of India's headquarters in Mumbai. Its owner was sitting in the building facing a 500 crore rupees query. The SBI had discovered a discrepancy in its trading account. It was short by 5 billion rupees. Money that according to the paperwork it was supposed to receive from the broker. A broker it had deployed on its behalf to trade in securities. That broker, known in Indian stock market circles as the Big Bull, was sitting across the table from the chairman of the country's largest bank. He offered assurances that he'd make good the shortfall. A shortfall that had arisen because the bank had found the paperwork making some of its trades was fraudulent. The broker claimed he had the proper paperwork, bank receipts as they were called, with him. He promised to pay. But his very assertion that he is going to pay back set in motion the toppling of a domino. One that would knock down many others in a complex web of lies and deception and threaten the very foundation of India's financial system. The bank had wanted to quietly bury the discovery of this discrepancy and clean its books out before the outside world knew anything about this. But the Lexus came in the way. Someone picked up on the gossip, alerted by the sighting of the expensive car, which recognizably belonged to the broker. Thus started the speculation of why the owner of the Lexus was at the bank. The story found its way to a young female journalist, Sucheta Dalal, at one of the country's top most circulating English newspapers, The Times of India. On April 23, 1992, she published the story. The story was not about a hole in the bank's books or of any fraud in particular. But the story just asked the question that was the bank asking its broker to pay 500 crore rupees? And if so, why? And did he pay it back? Or is he unable to pay? And who exactly is this broker? The bank authorities gave them no definitive answers. But the word on the street was already there that there was big trouble brewing. Eventually, as revelations in the coming weeks rocked the stock market, and the banking and the financial system, each and every one of its participants, brokers, the stock exchanges, bank managers, regulators, would face a reckoning. It would become a scandal so explosive that even three decades on, it is still referred to just as the scam. And the dominoes began to fall on that fateful April afternoon when Harshad Mehta made the mistake of thinking that he would take his Lexus to drive from his office to the state banks, a distance that usually just takes a couple of minutes by walk. Hello and welcome to The Book of Saints, a new podcast series from The Economist that explores some of the biggest scandals in both financial and economic circles in history.
We kick our series off by looking at one of the biggest scandals ever to hit India, the Harshad Mehta scam of 1992. It redefined a lot of things for the country, just at a time when the economy and the economic policy was taking a new turn. This is Tariq and I will be guiding you through this story over the next 5 episodes. Our focus will not so much be the minutia and the details of how exactly the scam was carried out, but more importantly focused on what are the conditions under which a scam happens? Why do frauds occur? And what are the economics behind it? Is it just driven by greed or is it driven by circumstances? And which plays the bigger part? All these stories and more book of sins coming soon.